0: It seems like this is a moment where a lot of people are investigating the actions of former President Donald Trump. There's the congressional investigation into January 6th, there's the Justice Department investigation into overturning the 2020 election, and then there's this other investigation that's culminated this week at Mar a
1: Lago. So Monday night, FBI agents showed up at Trump's resort down in Florida, his home, and they went searching for, for documents.
0: That's Matt Sapatosky. Up until recently, he was a reporter covering the Justice Department. Now he's an editor at The Post.
1: It was really this sort of spectacular moment. You know, everybody for a long time has been really interested and in some cases pressuring the Justice Department to do more to investigate former President Trump. And then you have this, you know, really dramatic and I guess I would say unprecedented scene of the FBI going down and searching the home of the former president.
0: From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Tuesday, August 9th. Today, we pull back the curtain on the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. And we try to understand the high stakes when federal agents show up at the home of a former president. In the days since this search took place, we've also gotten more questions than answers. Questions like, why did the FBI decide to do this? And what were they looking for?
1: What specifically they were looking for We don't exactly know yet, but we know that this search was conducted in the course of an investigation into whether President Trump or those around President Trump mishandled classified information. As we've reported in the past, President Trump, when he left office, he took with him, probably inappropriately, boxes and boxes of documents. It was later learned that some of the documents that he had taken were very highly classified. This has all been reported in the past. The National Archives took possession of those. The Justice Department began investigating to see what classified materials got out there, who took them there, whether there was any bad intent to that. And that is kind of the backstory. There's a big gap, but that's the backstory that leads us to today. So that was what they were investigating. Now, what specifically they were looking for, that's the big mystery because we know that 15 boxes of documents had already been turned back in. So did they uncover evidence that more was still there that was classified? Um, Was there some other sort of reason for it? That's what we're sort of still trying to figure out.
0: And we don't know what the agents found either, right?
1: We don't know what the agents found. I think we know that they took documents out. Okay. Eric Trump has suggested publicly, this is the president's son, that they looked in a safe and they didn't find anything in the safe. I certainly can't corroborate that, having seen the safe or talked to anyone in federal law enforcement about it. But we do know they executed a search warrant and recovered some documents. What those are, whether they are classified, you know, whether they are just other presidential records that the government might have wanted to recover, we just don't know. And a lot of times that's the case with search warrants. I'm not saying the FBI doesn't know what they are, but they sweep up a lot of material and then sort of see how it might be relevant to their case. And their search warrant should limit them in some way in, like, what they can grab. They can't just be grabbing lampshades and other things from Mar-a-Lago. Fair, fair.
0: But in some ways, I don't think it's actually that surprising to many people to hear that former President Trump, like, played a little fast and loose with documents that are supposed to be preserved. I mean, I remember hearing at multiple points during the Trump presidency stories of Trump, like, flushing documents down the toilet as a way of getting rid of stuff. And that he, I think it's fair to say that he hasn't always heated the letter of the law when it comes to like this archival stuff and what presidents are supposed to be archiving.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. So Coincidentally, right around the time this news comes out, Maggie Haberman, who is a New York Times reporter who covered President Trump, releases some photos that actually show documents in the toilet. These are in a in a book that she is working on. Um, documents pres-
0: in like a in a White House toilet, like
1: yeah, they were. Um, I mean, this is just based on the picture, but they were sort of ripped up documents, you know, sitting beneath the waterline in the toilet in the White House. Um, oh gosh. Uh, you know, and as we have chronicled, and as you just said, President Trump was kind of notorious for just tearing things up, leaving them there, taking documents up from the White House to his residence in the White House and just leaving them there. I think we've reported in the past that there was kind of this chaotic scramble to pack everything up when they're leaving Mar-a-Lago. And it was likely in that that some work documents ended up. So that might end up being a part of some kind of defense here or maybe just a public defense to President Trump? Hey, I just, you know, who cares about the Presidential Records Act? Um, You know, we'll see how that plays with the Justice Department. When it comes to classified information, you know, they take that pretty seriously and they would frown upon, you know, who cares?
0: And who knew that this search was coming, or who had to get involved in in approving it to happen? Especially considering that this is such an unprecedented move to conduct a search on the house of the former president.
1: So, White House officials have told us that they that they did not know. We do know that the FBI gave a heads up to the Secret Service. You know, the limited Secret Service president, the presence that a former president still has, so they would have known. You know, moments before, as far as what level this was approved at the Justice Department. I don't believe that we've specifically reported that. You would think in a case like this, though I hate to assume anything, that that would have to be approved by the Attorney General himself. There are rules that an investigation of a um, presidential candidate have to be approved by the Attorney General himself. Whether Trump qualifies as that right now is a little murky. So that's still a reporting target for us who signed off on this.
0: After the break, we talk with Matt about whether this search is at all related to January 6th and the efforts to overturn the 2020 election. We'll be right back. So, Matt, is this search at all related to this other investigation happening around January 6th? I mean, are they also looking for documents specifically about the lead up to January 6th and and efforts to overturn the 2020 election?
1: As far as we know right now, no. So my colleagues Devlin Barrett and Josh Dawsey and Jackie Alemany and others uh, have reported that this is about the classified documents case, that it is not about this sort of broader January 6th potentially inciting a riot, trying to interfere with the election, the false electors investigation, as many people probably know it. It's not related to that. And... There's some public evidence to support that because as far as we know, investigators didn't search some of former President Trump's other properties, which you might expect them to do if this was a direct look at some of that other stuff. That's not to say they won't ever get there with that other stuff, but this search, we understand, is tied to the the classified documents case.
0: Matt, I'd I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about why this is a big deal, why it's a big deal to remove classified documents that you're not supposed to remove or for the president to hang on to these things. I think for some people it might seem like, okay, when you're president, people send you letters. You have all kinds of communications with people. Yes, it technically belongs to the National Archive, but like it's cool stuff. You might want to just hang on to it. Why is it a real criminal investigation with serious stakes to have potentially done that?
1: So first off, I think that's not an unfair view and that's one that President Trump's supporters are trying to advance.
0: Biden administration, the Democrats are weaponizing the FBI and it has to stop.
1: It's like, look, the president leaves office and takes some personal effects, but then maybe your government effects with him. Really, you're going to send the FBI to his property?
0: The FBI is not here to weaponize against another president. It never has happened before. Um, They should go after things that are clearly a violation, meaning the Hunter laptop, which they don't even have to investigate because the laptop is right there. All the evidence is there. Hillary, all of that is not investigated. President Trump is investigated because they're scared that he's running and he will win again.
1: There is something called the Presidential Records Act, and this is sort of to preserve our history. That's the importance of it. You know, you wouldn't want a president just shredding everything that happened in his time in office because then people couldn't study it years later. I bet many people in the public would say, geez, if you're sending the FBI out after that, that's really not okay. You know, that's something the Justice Department would have to weigh. Is that judicious to do? But there is a separate component here which has to do with classified documents. The government gets very exercised when classified material slips out even into the world. Even when they don't ultimately charge somebody with mishandling classified information, which has higher legal bars than it's just out with you, um, they really want to get that back, because they don't want national security secrets potentially falling into the hands of foreign adversaries or just people who would uh, be able to misuse that information. So, that they take more seriously. You know, this is unprecedented because Everything that is classified is classified because the president says so. When President Trump was president, he could declassify anything he wanted Hmm. at will. So if he took something, he might raise the argument, I declassified that. You know, I was president. I had that right. I declassified that. And it doesn't matter that I didn't check these bureaucratic boxes that you have come Mm -hmm. up with. I declassified that. I I I decided that. that it
0: wasn't that important or worrisome for it to, you know, be at my house or to be public. And so I I was the president and I get to do that.
1: Correct. Uh, And he's the only person, you know, the president is really the only person who can do that, but he might make that case and further criticize the FBI for coming after him. But I should step back here and say, there's just so much we don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of things that might have happened after he left office where there would clearly be classified material and, you know, those around him would be, you know, ferreting it about. And that could be a real problem. There's so much we don't know about why the Justice Department did this search. But to your question, yeah, there are some people who might say these crimes are not worth searching the home of a former president. And they'll really want the Justice Department to explain in great specificity what evidence do you have supporting this. And, and just like in the interest of justice, is this the right thing to do.
0: What else has President Trump and the people around him said about this search?
1: Well, President Trump himself, you know, he's the person who breaks the news, so to speak, to most people of this search. And he says Mar-a-Lago was under siege and his his home was raided and they even raided his safe. His allies, congressional allies, have sort of turned the focus right at the Justice Department and Mm -hmm. sort of says, you better brace if Republicans take over control of the House. We are going to investigate you, suggesting that they really think what happened is wrong. And so I pray that we're gonna have new majorities in Congress after November with the guts to subpoena all the records of this raid and to haul the people who signed off on this before committees to answer public questions under oath.
0: It has to be something of incredible magnitude yeah. for at least my side of the aisle to say that was, that was warranted. With, without that, I think we're gonna find ourselves in a very big mess yeah. as it relates to the credibility of the FBI. So you don't have any concern that they're
1: going to find anything? And they, you know, if Republicans do take the House, they will have oversight authority over the Justice Department. That is something the Justice Department is going to need to worry about. But Um, there's
0: a real expectation that they could be bringing the director of the the FBI to Capitol Hill to testify about this search.
1: They will do that anyway. I mean, they, they, you know, Congress would have the FBI director in to testify just as the normal course of their oversight. But now he would potentially have to face tough questions about this. You could see the congressional subpoenas to the FBI. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be a really rancorous relationship between Republican lawmakers and the Justice Department. It already kind of was, and this is really taking it to the next level. You know, Republicans have reacted with real rage to seeing this.
0: Though I do think that there is an irony here that has to be pointed out about Republicans who were very concerned about document security in the lead up to the 2016 election when it came to Hillary Clinton and her emails and whether those emails were on a private server um, inappropriately, and it, it feels like there is a real... Change in how people are talking about this, where that searching the, the former president's home for classified documents is a complete overstep from, from the FBI.
1: Yeah, when I came on to the Justice Department beat, it was 2016, and we were kind of in the throes of the Hillary Clinton email investigation, and that was another mishandling, potential mishandling classified case. And I remember watching this presidential debate, and uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are kind of going back and forth, and Donald Trump quips something to the effect of, if I were president, you'd be in jail.
0: You know, it is, uh, it's is—it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country.
1: Because you'd be in jail.
0: Secretary Clinton...
1: And I talked to this deeply conservative um, former judge and former attorney general, Michael Mukasey, who was no fan of Hillary Clinton. And he said, that's banana republic stuff, you know, suggesting your political opponent is going to be in jail. But Trump throughout his tenure wanted investigations of his political adversaries. And now you're sort of seeing the opposite. You know, former President Trump and those around him, uh, they're clearly in the eye of the FBI. Their conduct is clearly in the eye of the FBI. Mm -hmm. And you have him and his supporters saying, oh, this is outrageous. The FBI is abusing its power, even though, you know, flashback, what, six years ago now, they really wanted Hillary Clinton to be charged to to go to jail over a possible mishandling of classified information, which the FBI ultimately decided they did not have the evidence to charge her. Mm -hmm.
0: Matt, you said that this is already becoming pretty politically rancorous. And I know that when we think about the FBI and the Department of Justice, that our expectation is that they are supposed to conduct investigations without being biased by whether or not something is a a political minefield or that there could be potential political consequences. But considering how fervently Republicans have been responding to this, considering about how there's already talk of bringing the FBI to Capitol Hill or or, or conducting a congressional investigation into what the FBI is doing here. I mean, what are the risks for this agency and especially for Attorney General Merrick Garland? Like, how is he navigating this really dicey situation?
1: So two points on that. I saw somebody tweet something like, if they'll do this to a former president— they can do this to you, sort of raising the fear that like the Justice Department is abusing its power. But then a number of other commentators jump on that and say, No, this is—that's exactly right, and that's how the Justice Department should be. If you potentially commit a crime, the Justice Department will investigate you. If the former president potentially commits a crime, the Justice Department will investigate him. They have to do this without fear or favor or respect to your rank. So that's one thing they're negotiating. And then on the other side, they have, you know, Republicans who not completely unjustifiably are saying, look— you are the attorney general of President Trump's opponent, you know, and his potential future opponent. You cannot use the power of law enforcement to go after the former president. And I think you have some people yeah you know, arguing even if it's just privately, look, are these crimes worth it? The Justice Department also has to assess what is justice. You know, they can mm. they have a whole huge code book where they can bring lots and lots of crimes, and they have to make sort of resource allocation decisions and decide what is worth it. They you know, mm. they do not enforce every law all the time. And so if Republicans saying, Turning your focus on the former president, if this is just a Presidential Records Act case, say, that is not fair. And that is a tough thing for the Justice Department to have to walk.
0: To that question of, is this worth it? Is this going to be worth it for the FBI and the Department of Justice, um, especially if this is just about the Presidential Records Act? What are the potential criminal stakes here? I mean, if 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 Trump were to have found to remove something classified or unclassified, inappropriately from the White House, could he go to jail for that? What would the sentence be?
1: I think the mishandling classified information would be the much more likely one to lead to any criminal penalties. That could lead to prison time. We're so short of that that I hesitate to speculate on, like, just how much time he could face, because he or anyone around him could face, because there's so much we don't know. And substantiating that charge, as we saw in the Hillary Clinton email investigation, is tough. It's not enough to simply sort of have a classified record on you, and whoops, you took it out of the White House. You have to prove that they did that intentionally, that they knew that that was classified information, and they intentionally mishandled it. And that's a high bar.
0: So where does all of this leave Trump? And what are the what are the kind of big questions that you have going forward?
1: Well, the biggest question I have is what specifically led to this? You know, the last we sort of left this investigation, the FBI had gone through these 15 boxes of material. You know, there might I'm sure they would be reconstructing how that got to Mar-a-Lago and what the intent elements are there. But now we have this totally new thing. They're searching Mar-a-Lago. They clearly think something new is there, so what do they think new is there? That's my one big question. The question you asked about what for Trump, I'm curious to see how this plays for him politically. I mean, there's certainly a world, I think 10 years ago, if you were a political candidate and you were researched by the FBI, that would be a real big political problem for you. You know, Hmm. the public would want to know, would just be wondering, gosh, is this a criminal? former President Trump almost seems to be leaning in on this, you know, to be presenting himself as a victim, and I don't know. Will that help him? I mean, I'm a law enforcement I was a law enforcement reporter. Um, you know, my colleagues are much more expert in how this affects him politically, but there's a world in which this really riles up his base, and he's able to posit himself as someone who's being persecuted by a Democratic Justice Department. So, from a political perspective, I'm curious to see sort of how this plays.
0: Matt, thank you so much for explaining all of this. Thank you. Matt Zapotosky is a criminal justice editor at The Post. The story was produced by Rani Svernovsky with help from Arjun Singh. And that's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's show was mixed by Sean Carter and edited by Rena Flores. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post.